Welcome to the Dragonington Movies Podcast. I'm Ned. And I'm Joe. And uh, we're joined today by special guest, Dana. Donna! Hello. Welcome to the show. Second time on. Very excited, aren't you? Listen, you're going to have to find another filler for your... <laughs> you got to find some more content for your podcast. Oh, boy. She's oh, wow. not excited. Okay. Oh. I am we so have, excited. <laughs> we have mined everything we can out of this one. I mean, it is. It is. We have drained. We have drained. No, <laughs> drained there's, the system. there's plenty more potential. And if any viewers have feedback, please let us know. Anyway, let's continue. In this episode, we're going to be discussing Uncut Gems from Uncut Gems. Right. to 2019. Um, so that's probably going to be happening a few times in this episode, just to give everybody a heads up. Oh, it definitely is. <laughs> but it was directed by the Safdi brothers, Benny and Josh. Um, so, yeah, I ended up uh, being slightly tormented by the uh, Uncut Gems meme. Um, so they were using it against me, not even seeing the movie. So uh, I, don't I know. ended up I don't know. recommending I don't know. it. I don't know if you could say against you. We just used it around you and you. No, I was definitely tormented. (laughs) Once you found out I was irritated by just the slightest, you continue to use it and use it and use it. I don't understand how you could be tormented by. Right. 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 Anyway, uh, so I dragged you both to this. Let's start with Joe. What did you think? Oh, you're not gonna you're not even gonna talk about cast? Man, he's tormented. Okay, fine. Tormented. I'll get into the cast. We, the, 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 biggest, the biggest cast members here, we got Adam Sandler, Julia Fox, we got Kevin Garnett, we got Lakeith Sanfield, and a we bunch of Adele, others. We got Adele Dazeem. We have the weekend in here, yeah. So <laughs> you get did you see what I did there? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay. go ahead. Okay. All right, sorry. Uh so yeah, th- this this was a movie. Um, huh. I, it's, oh, <laughs> it was, it was not anything I was expecting. Uh, I, I did some research. Uh, I wish I had it up in front of me right now, but this is like ranked in some of the top movies that dropped the F bomb uh, yeah. a number of times. Yeah. I think it was 500 and some is what I found online. It, there's a lot of it. There's a lot. Not that I'm offended by it, but it's just, it is almost too much. I think like every every other sentence had had fuck in it, which I mean, whatever, I guess I guess the idea behind it is these are like some sleazy New York type folks. Right. So I mean, yeah, it's like it's fast talking individuals trying to move things around. You know, they're going to talk fast, say the curses and try to do right. business, get done, get home. Right. Um, so, yeah, so the film, the film starts off, you know, with the whole uh, strip mine thing and the dude wounded and his leg busted open just to kind of explain like this is the kind of you know environment that these gems come from and Americans just kind of accept that and you know spend extravagant amounts of money on it even though there's it's really at the cost of human suffering right um and even like talk back to that a little later on when uh when Howard's uh wheeling and dealing with the basketball player about uh the opal at the end how, kind of how like these guys barely make anything. So if I send them a hundred thousand, you know, they're that, that's a lot to them kind of thing. Um, 
so you know there's a good there's a good i guess uh statement there about you know uh the kind of environment that they come from Mm -hmm. uh from there it just it just kind of 180s to uh high profile gym sailing and on top of that real sleazy type uh gym sailing um you know like he's he's got um knockoff watches that he's selling as 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 legitimate ones he's in debt to like three or four different people um he's pawning off you know high profile people's stuff to make money to put it on bets or to pay off other debts that he has it just like uh, overall i think howard's character is very deplorable uh not i wasn't a fan of him i didn't really want to see him succeed um in this film what what were your guys thoughts on him oh i mean i wasn't a fan of him either i was like you're i mean that's just straight craziness and you know doing all that horrible i don't know i'm not big on like the gambling other people's (laughs) possessions and money and yeah i wasn't a fan of him either i i had a way that i felt at the very end of the movie but i'll save that (laughs) yeah yeah i think we probably felt the same (laughs) Uh, what are your thoughts, Ned? Well, for me, it actually, I think, you know, it's intended to be that he's a sleazy guy. He's doing a lot of things that like are high risk and not really thinking things through. Um, right. So he's not a sympathetic character, but um, that's one of the reasons why I feel like they cast Adam Sandler, which, you know, he's got a huge fan base that like him. So from that point of view, you might be kind of rooting for him but at the same time every time he fucks up that's where you like you know face palm and be like oh my god what is he thinking so right i think it was right. kind of intended that way yeah absolutely yeah i mean so I'll, if i'm gonna sound negative at all in this review i do want to state ahead of time that the acting in this film i thought was superb i thought everyone did a fantastic job and i think Agreed. the fact that i'm talking about how much i hate howard and don't want him to succeed speaks to that right um because adam sandler is overall a likable person um as far as like a lot of the films he's in he's right. he's usually a goofball screw-up but it's usually like in a a positive light um this was definitely not um you know i i i there was times where i was like okay there's the human side of him coming out but then he immediately like takes a left-hand turn and does a stupid ass thing again um you know like he finally gets that opal sold at the end and he has the money to pay off arno and then what's he do he sneaks it out uh and he and he gambles it again right it's just like i don't don't know like i when i watched this it's just it was like a whole roller coaster of emotions on uh I, i mean i know this is called a suspense movie it is but it's more almost to me like a almost like a mind fuck suspense kind of film you know, not not so much in like a psychedelic type mindfuck, but like mm-hmm. uh like this person is like out of his mind. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um it's meant to so, be that too. Right, right, right. No, I get that. I'm just just for the sake of explaining like the feelings that I had, that's that's a lot of what I got from it. Um, which typically, you know, for me, anxiety inducing movies are not my bag. Um so yeah, so that 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 definitely did that definitely weighed into how I felt about the film. Um, I I liked some of the twists that came in, 
um, into the film, like Arno uh, being uh, his brother-in-law. Uh, that was kind of uh, I didn't see that coming. Um, the you know the twist at the end where you know where Dana was kind of leading to where he uh, Arno loses control of his of his uh, men for hire and uh, and they end up getting shot right. Um, like that was a twist I didn't see coming uh, per se. Um, I mean they they definitely showed signs of things escalating throughout the film. Uh, specifically from like the henchmen, but I didn't see it getting to a point where, you know, uh, I think his name was Phil was going to pull a gun and shoot him. <laughs> you know, I figured it was just all, all show and more of a threat than anything. Um, you know, even, even the, the people he hangs out with, <clears throat> I think the, I think the only person I actually felt any kind of sadness towards was maybe Julia, even though that she's kind of the meme behind what got us to watch this film. Uh, she's maybe one of the only ones and maybe his, his wife, uh, uh, Dina, I think she's the only other one that I maybe felt bad for. Um, everyone else in that film, well, I guess the family, but most of the other people in that film had it coming to them. Yeah. And I think that's like the wife, you know, she was obviously kind of done with the relationship. You know, they were kind of separating without really telling the kids yet that type of thing. Um, but yeah, her character. Definitely was like, I'm through with the ship, but she still cared. Like she showed up to get him back out of the trunk and stuff. So, right. So what do you, what do you, what do you think about all that, Dana? Do you agree? Are you on the same page or you you see things differently? In terms of, I I mean, I think everybody definitely got what was coming to them and what I was referring to at the end. I had turned to Ned at one point and the, the ending scene where the final like basketball game is happening. And I was like, I feel like someone's about to die. <laughs> I was right. So you did see it coming. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I think it, w- it was like seconds, seconds before I was like, someone's about to die here. And then, yeah. Um, it definitely felt bad for his wife. Didn't really feel, I mean, I guess I can see why you would feel bad for Julia's character, but she is sleeping with a married man. So I don't really feel bad for her in that sense, but she did care, obviously. So, Right. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was an interesting movie. And I guess yeah. you have a good point in that, like Adam Sandler being that we didn't like this person as much as we hated his character, like did the right job. But I personally, I told this to Ned earlier. I was like, if you put anyone else in that role, I probably would have liked the movie more. And it's not because it's Adam Sandler's acting it's because i can't take him seriously (laughs) so i kept waiting for him to like crack a joke or do something silly or i don't know i just had a real big issue yeah yeah that's fair be this person (laughs) yeah every every time uh his character would smile like that big like top tooth smile that that Yeah. yeah i was like okay what's what's what funny things about to happen and Never does. Right. <laughs> nothing, exactly. nothing funny does happen. Um, yeah, I mean, I. It's it, it. I would almost like to know a little bit more. Like, I know I know they have the whole doctor um, relationship there about, you know, he's being screened for colon cancer. Um, I, I almost wish they would have taken it from a uh, colorectal doctor to more of a. uh psychiatrist maybe that he's working with because i feel like this man has a lot of 
issues, deep down issues that I would have liked to explore. Um, Like, why is he why is he so much riding the high of always being in trouble or or having everyone against him kind of thing? You know, because every every decision he makes puts him in a position where he's. He is the bad guy, right? There's really no way you could. You know, at first, when he's pawning stuff off, you can look at it like, oh, man, this man's down on his luck. But as you watch it, he's putting himself in that position, you know, with his gambling and and, and his womanizing and, and everything that he does. Yeah. Right. So I, I almost would have preferred that it wasn't a uh, a gastro doctor that he was dealing with in this film. And it, uh, it would have been better if it was like something a little bit different, like of a psychiatrist to kind of understand, like, you know, maybe they're working on stuff and, he, and he's just out of control. Um because otherwise, this film is just so fast-paced in how he's wheeling and dealing and screwing people over that you really don't get to understand his character otherwise, other than him being like a, sle- a sleaze bag. Or even if yeah. they had, had taken like the health scare and made it like that's the reason he's going crazy with all the stuff. Like this is why that's he's handling everything. But no, like you definitely realize that that's how he always is. So even the health thing in, in its entirety, like has no place in this movie whatsoever. <laughs> it doesn't <Right>. matter. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think the other thing, too, that that disconnects me from this film, too, is that everyone in this film is loaded in some fashion. Right. Like they're they're well off Um, his. I don't know if it's his dad or his his father in law that he he has do the bets against the basketball player, you know, for the the Opal. And they're fine with raising your, you know, betting it uh, or uh, not betting, but um. Uh, anting up for 190,000, you know, hoping that this guy would pay 200. Um, <laughs> like, it's just like, wow, like, can you imagine having that kind of money and throwing it around no. and then <laughs> still having problems like this? You know, um, and, and Arno brings up a couple of good points of like, hey, I heard that you resurfaced your pool and I heard that you did this and yet you're not paying me back. Um, it just, yeah, it just, the whole character of Howard, I just I hated him. Like I, I was looking for him to lose, you know. Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, really, really, I, I like when I was looking at my, I'm looking at my notes here. It just kind of like is a roller coaster of how I felt towards Howard, and I already kind of explained how, like, man, I feel bad. He's done bad on stuff, and then the next thing is, man, he's a d- degenerate. Here he goes uh, gambling again. And then like, oh, shit, this movie is too full of anxiety for me. Um, it's just like it was just like a roller coaster of like. Stuff going on and like no, no time for breathers. Um, and if there was a breather, it, it just leaned into something that was. More anxiety <laughs> inducing anyway, like it got you there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I it just. It was it wasn't it wasn't a film for me. I guess it kind of made you feel like that character because, you know, he's always looking over his shoulder, always, you know, juggling 15 things at once. That was definitely the the anxious feeling I had was like, "Ah, what's going to happen now? (laughs) Yeah, even even when he's like doing his um, sports watching, right, which is normally a a calming time for people. Right. Well, maybe not calming, but it's it's more of a uh, recreation he's doing it as business, you know, so he's, he's way invested. And as soon as it's over, he's going back to the city to deal with more work. And yeah, he just too much. <laughs> I mean, the man was too much. Yeah, I agree. 
Now, I'm just curious. Have you both seen some of, like, Adam's other more serious roles at all? Like, Spanglish, Punchstruck Love, no. maybe? Nope. No? So you've only ever seen the, like, slapstick Sandler? Uh, Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure I've seen Punch Drug. I love, I've seen him in serious roles, but this is just a role. It's not like serious family or serious love story. It's <laughs> serious New York gambler, pawn shop, smuggler person. And I just can't, for, for me, him in that role doesn't fit. Yeah. Yeah, I think, okay. I think the most serious I've seen him is maybe in 51st Dates. That's and I, and I know that's a comedy still, but uh-huh. like at least there's some emotion there. Um, but yeah, I haven't really seen anything that was just strictly serious. Well, I mean, this is our first uh, Sandler film that we've brought to the table. Um, maybe it is worth exploring some of those other ones because uh, yeah, the dude's got acting chops, and this is <laughs> definitely probably one of his uh, best performances. There's another one that I really enjoyed. Where it's kind of a mix of uh, feelings and comedy, I guess, called The Cobbler. That was pretty fun to watch. Okay. Um, so, yeah, there might be some more Sandler opportunities for the podcast. Do you uh, agree? Yeah, yeah, I'm down. <clears throat> he could be the next uh, celebrity that we, uh, we kind of do a miniseries on. Yeah. Uh, so let me, let me ask you guys about the musical score in this film. What are your thoughts on that? I thought it was good. I thought it represented uh, kind of the emotions that Sandler was going through. So anything it does that makes you kind of feel what the actor's feeling works. So let me let me ask you, it, it tells you what what year it, it's it's happening in at the beginning of the film. But I, I missed it and I didn't go back to look, which is my bad. But do you remember when it was when this is supposed to have taken place? Uh, I think 2012. OK. So the music to me is very synth heavy and almost reminds me more of like, um, I don't know, like uh, like an 80s film than it did of a modern. That's how um, I felt. I felt 80s. Yeah, it, it didn't it didn't feel right to me in a lot of it. I don't and I don't know why. I mean, I, I guess I do because it's the synth side of it. It's a lot of like. Dun 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 kind of thing, you know, when they're like going through the opal and then into his colon and you know into the bullet hole at the end. It's it's very very synth heavy, um, and it it almost like those parts were almost taking me out of the film, um, just because of I I felt that they were so so crass comparatively. Um, I don't know. It's just my opinion. Um, you, you thought it fit though, Ned. Yeah, I mean, it didn't, like, take me out of the movie at all. Um, So, like, if it doesn't draw my attention in that way, usually I'm pretty okay with it. Um, And then, like, obviously there's cases where I feel like it really fits the movie. I I don't necessarily go that direction with it, though. Okay. Yeah. And then, I don't know, Danny, you said you felt the 80s side of it, but did did it affect your viewing at all, or...? I honestly, really. aside from the opening and the closing, I and I love scores in movies. That's one of the things that I like latch on to. And I don't remember anything from it. Like for me, it was probably forgettable. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel. Other <laughs> than those those heavy synths right. the beginning <laughs> and the end. Yeah. Yep. Like the opening, I thought it was going to be like way more. I don't know. I didn't know anything about the movie coming in, so 
I was like, cool, it's going to be like about these miners. And no, no, definitely not. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, I so I, going to the cinematography at all of it all. I thought they did a good job of shooting this in a way that was high anxiety as well. Um, yes. A lot of the so. shots, a lot of the shots were like panned out and him in crowds in New York City streets, which, which kind of just adds to it, you know? Yeah. They wanted to do, uh, I think, 35 millimeter film, which kind of gives it a graininess. But the way they also like to uh, shoot it was necessarily like more of a distance from the actor for the camera so that the actors can really kind of get involved into the scene. But then they use uh, zoom, which once you start zooming in at a distance, you get shakiness. But that shakiness kind of added to the story and kind of the sway and anxiety aspect of things, too. Right. Yep. Yeah, I, I really think they did a good job u- utilizing the cameras to uh, to drive the whole uh, anxiety uh, of the film. Um, but again, that's not necessarily my my cup of tea, but I, I think it's well done. Um, so like I said, like I said, I want to make a point that overall, I think this was well acted and well shot. Um, it's just, I, I don't know. I, I tend to, I tend to relate better to movies or, or care about movies more where I'm looking for somebody to come out on top, not one where it's just watching someone spiral into a death spiral. Literally, um, that, that doesn't really do much for me. Okay. Not my type of movie at all. I totally agree. (laughs) Not one I would ever watch again. Well, okay, so I don't know if I would actually go out of my way to recommend this on a typical thing, but the fact that you guys were tormenting me with me, it uh, made me think, yes, you should at least see it once, uh, which is kind of where my recommendation sits. I think this is worth a watch, but it's definitely not one that I will go back to probably ever again. Yeah, same here. (laughs) Yep, I would agree. Okay. So, um, I know we had some other actors in here, um, like, you know, Julia Fox. I think she did a really stellar job. We have uh, an appearance from The Weeknd, which, yeah, that wasn't really outstanding necessarily or anything that is going to get him another film. But one of the things they tried to do for this film was line it up with a series of events that were actually happening. Um, so Kevin Garnett was playing basketball in town around that time. So they got Kevin Garnett in for the movie, which I think him in this role was actually really good. Yeah, I would agree. So that was really cool to see that they were to pull that off. And a lot of the people he interacts with throughout the movie to talk about, you know, hustling the ring or anything else, they actually used real jewelers and pawnmen for some of those scenes because when they were writing the script they actually like went around and wrote those people into the script and used them as characters that way oh interesting yeah so overall i mean as i said there's a lot of high tension stuff in there and then there's people talking over each other uh, which also kind of adds to the anxiety. And then you kind of have everyone, anytime they're in that jeweler shop, the door's not working right. People are yelling at each other. There's people who aren't necessarily there for good reasons. 
and yeah, it's just definitely like, what the hell's going to happen here? What's going to break? Yeah. Yep. And, I would, I would agree. And I, I do kind of like some of the, uh, different foreshadowing of things a little bit in here that I don't know if it was planned or not, but like there's that part where Bill, the one thug slapped Sandler's character because like he was trying to give him water or whatever. He's like, I didn't ask for any fucking water. Don't give it to me. Um, later on in the movie him being in that uh, locked space, water might've been nice. Um, yeah. Where the, the fact that where he slapped him is pretty much where he shot him later in the movie. Oh. And then you also have kind of the opal leading into the colon leading into the blood shot wound, which led into, I guess, the opal or space, some kind of trippy things. And I feel that, you know, this movie does have a little bit more of a message around like life and how some people lead it. And they don't always think through their decisions and they're just living in the heat of the moment until they die. Um, And honestly, I feel Sandler's character dying after he hit big is a fitting end to that character. Yeah, I would agree. Like he died with a smile on his face. I don't know if I agree with that, though, because, like, he died never getting to see, like, the big fruit of, you know what I mean? Like, knowing you win and you're never going to see it. Yeah, I'm almost okay with that, though, because of how much of a a dirtbag he was, (laughs) you know? That's true. um, Even even with, like, Arno, him getting shot, like, again, he was playing with fire himself, right? Um, So, yeah, I'm not I'm not upset that either of those guys got shot in the face. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, so another thing about this film, you know, it's A24. Uh, they do tend to make a lot of uh, unique, artistic, and potentially strange movies. I don't know. If, I can't remember if we've done one before. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. But anytime they're involved, it's usually interesting, to say the least. Yeah, this was, uh, this was definitely interesting. For sure. All right. So do you guys have anything else you want to add about it? Obviously, it seems like you uh, overall maybe not... <laughs> a fan what would what would lead you to think that okay um no i i don't have anything else to add i, I think i covered um pretty much the stuff that i would want to okay one one other thing i guess i want to touch upon is um lakeith stanfield's in here and you know i i like him as an actor but he doesn't have necessarily a standout role in this other than he's kind of the guy that's helping Sandler interact with KG and all that stuff. So good actor, but maybe underutilized. But, you know, I think that's also trying to uh, avoid taking away from Sandler's performance, too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just took him as as one of the one of the few that uh, Sandler had to drive business in yeah. um, specifically like high, high end clientele. Exactly. Yep. Nice. All right. Well, if you guys don't have anything else to add, I uh, appreciate you watching the movie. I guess let's uh, discuss scores. Sure. So uh, I'll start. I, I landed a two out of five for this film. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I Overall, the two count comes from the acting in the, in the cinematography. Uh, I didn't care much for the story. I didn't like the music again, didn't do much for me. The characters, again, I did not relate to them, did not want to really watch 
<laughs> so much like this this was more of a chore to me this film than it was like something enjoyable so that's where i landed a two out of five all right that's fair donna <laughs> i would also uh give it a two that's where i was kind of like do i give it i mean i yeah probably deep inside it's probably less than it too but i try to be nice i try to be nice and give respect <laughs> to those trying to do yeah. their job that's that's yeah. kind of where i landed too when i when i was done i wrote a one down and i was like <laughs> no no this is this is if this was like a a college like uh assignment type movie then sure a one but no they you know there there is some work done here and i and i don't want to discredit that yeah and like I said, if you know, I love Adam Sandler, but if you put something else in someone else in that position, maybe I would have liked it more. But no, just a two, just a two. Okay, all right, that's fair. Um, so maybe you'll stop using that meme a little bit more. Ankaja, no? right? Yeah, that one. Right, you, never. You, you no, stop, nope. Stop nope. using it. Nope. Please. Sorry. Okay. Mm-hmm. So my score, I um know a lot of people think pretty highly of this one i kind of settle at a 3.5 out of 5 mainly because i respect a lot of the you know directing decisions the cinematography sandler's performance some of the other actors performance in this uh overall i just feel that there's a good balance to all that and they pulled off exactly what they wanted to with it uh they wanted it to feel like a high anxiety movie and it definitely delivers on that yeah yeah you know it's it's funny if like i looked it up on uh, rotten tomatoes after i watched it too um it, it's audience scores of 50 percent uh but the tomato meter is a 91 so the critics definitely feel better about this film than than the general mm-hmm. audience yeah generally that makes sense too i think yep, a 3.5 is very generous <laughs> yeah yeah hey it's my score it's say oh, it's it's very generous. <laughs> that just means we get to, you know, keep using the meme because we don't trust Run you. Right. No, that just means I respect it, but I'm not going to watch it again. Um. <laughs> That's fair. So one one thing I did want to bring up, I just remembered, I forgot to, though. Uh, would you guys be interested in buying a Furby bling uh, necklace? No, not at all. Even though it's eyes move. I, <laughs> uh, number one, I'm not a jewelry person, so... Those things are terrifying. They are terrifying. I, I mean, it's like a mogwai, it. right? Just a little different? No. Uh, no, I no? don't think so. It's got a beak. Because it'll bite Weird. and hurt more? <laughs> I, think. I, I had a Furby though. growing up. They were creepy. I did not. They were creepy. Man, that was like a, that was like an advanced Teddy Ruxpin. Did you have a Teddy Ruxpin growing up? Uh, my sister had a not Teddy Ruxpin, but a talking Mickey Mouse. Okay, I think that was the closest animatronic thing we had. How about you, Dana? Did you? Did yeah, you Teddy, have a Teddy, Teddy Ruxpin? Ruxpin was amazing until Child's Play came out, and then any talking stuffed <laughs> animal went out the door. <laughs> Teddy Ruxpin was cool till his C battery started to die, and then he yeah, started then talking. He, yeah, exactly. or his eyes would roll in the back of his head. Like that was a little terrifying. <laughs> Pretty sure Teddy was uh, possessed, but that's okay. Yup. Okay. Well, um, I guess we're to the recommendation phase, and it sounds like Joe, you may have one for us. I do. So uh, you and I were reviewing what films I've seen, what you haven't. You know, as we as we tend to do because that's the podcast, kind of what it is about. Uh, yeah. yeah so. 
uh, I, I was reading through and it's kind of surprised me is that I had a horror movie on my list that you didn't. Um, and I'm not saying necessarily this is a good or bad thing, but it's unfriended. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think we're going to watch that next. All right. I'm down. I'm always good to check out a horror movie, uh, even though I generally know it's related to Facebook. So I doubt it's as good as the social network, but I'm sure it has something that uh, is a redeeming quality for it. Well, we'll just have to find out next time. <laughs> Indeed. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode. Be sure to check us out on Threads and Facebook at To The Movies Pod. And thanks for joining me for the movies, Joe and Dana. Yeah, uh, I would thank you for dragging me to it, but I'm not going <laughs> to. Same. <laughs> well, I'm glad I could torture you just as much as you has me. I don't think that's how that works. Right. Yeah, it, Payback's it, a bitch. Payback <laughs> is a bitch. Now right. I'm just going to have to be your muse, right? <laughs> yeah, right. no. <laughs> anyway, bye, everybody. Bye. Right. Bye. bye, everyone. Uncajab. Right. 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 Hey, babe. Happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. Duh. Oh, my God. Thank you. Did, did you just record that? I'll punch you. Oh. Yeah, because it's coming on your birthday. Oh, my God. Yeah, you didn't even mention it. No, fuck it. No, I quit. You don't have my permission. Right. Don't worry. He'll, my he'll, voice. he'll edit something in. He'll be like, I want to wish a big happy birthday to my dearest love. And then he'll take a cut from you somewhere in the podcast. And he'll be like, ah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't sound like that. (laughs) I'm cut (laughs) down.